Hello, everyone. My name is Joshua Shelley, and you're listening to the Craven Cries podcast, sponsored by the Criminology and Criminal Justice Collective at the University of Michigan-Dearborn. We are so excited to have you join us today as we talk about who killed Ken Rex McElroy in broad daylight. Now, before we start, I do want to give you a fair warning. The following story involves discussion of rape and sexual behavior towards a minor. So if you do not want to hear about this, I completely understand, and I'll see you in the next story. For those who want to stick around, let's get started. Ken Rex McElroy was born on June 1st, 1934, in Nodway County, Missouri. McElroy was the second youngest child of 16 kids, all raised by a married couple, Tony and Mabel McElroy. McElroy would drop out of school in the 8th grade at the age of 15. It was said his erratic behavior and his troublesome actions were due to a head injury caused by when he was 18. A steel slab fell on him, leading him to having chronic pain that made him iterable. Another source states that he fell from a wagon as a child and needed a steel plate to be implanted, which is said to be another possible reason for his anger. His family will move to Skidmore, Missouri, where McElroy will begin a spree of crimes and terrible acts against others in the town. Some people suggested that meth played a role in McElroy's actions. McElroy would be accused of committing several crimes, including theft, arson, burglary, assault, rape, and child molestation. McElroy actually spent most of his time stealing property, swindling others from their possessions, and illegal gambling in different reports. He was charged up to 21 times for death, but avoided conviction due to witnesses not testifying their cases. It was said that McElroy would intimidate witnesses by following them home, waiting outside their house, or by confronting them in person, probably threatening their lives. Now, McElroy was very intimidating to the entire town, as he was really huge compared to others, and nearly 200 pounds, so it can be understandable to hear how many times it worked. It was common for him to get away with this and many more crimes as it was rumored his lawyer was a part of the Mafia. McElroy had 10 kids with several women. Many of his quote-unquote wives were minors and would rape and impregnate them at young ages which would lead them to marriage to silence them. Some of his marriages would overlap and he would divorce the previous or hold on to the wife. It's important to identify McElroy's last wife as she was witness to some of McElroy's actions and was present in his final moments. Trina Louise McLeod was born on January 24, 1957 in Horton, Brown County, Kansas. She lived with her parents, Ronald and Treva Peters McNeely, in Lebanon, Missouri, where she unfortunately was swatted by McElroy. At the age of 12, McElroy would have intercourse with Trina repeatedly, eventually impregnating her at 14 years old. McElroy wanted to quote-unquote marry Trina and forced her parents to agree to the marriage after burning down their house and shooting the family dog. Trina would then move in with McElroy and McElroy would then divorce his second wife, Alice Woods, to avoid statutory rape charges. Trina and Alice attempted to leave McElroy but eventually found them at Trina's parents' house and burned down the house again, including shooting the dog once more. In 1980, McElroy was spotted in a local grocery store with his 8-year-old daughter when a little girl attempted to take some candy from the store. Evelyn Summy, the clerk at the time, prevented McElroy's daughter from taking the candy out of the store, which made McElroy furious. McElroy began to stalk the owner of the store, Ernest Bo Bowenkamp, and his wife, Lois. 
Makaroi would shoot Bowenkamp in the neck in the back of the store with a shotgun at point-blank range. Crazier than that, Bowenkamp would actually survive this attempt and would get McElroy arrested and charged with attempted murder. McElroy will finally be convicted but then released on bail and would go to a bar openly threatening Bowenkamp with a rifle at his side. His trial was set but was delayed multiple times and he was only convicted of a lesser charge to an attempted murder, which he was easily brought out of jail for. Townspeople will gather at Legion Hall, located in the middle of town, to discuss with the town sheriff how to protect themselves from McElroy. During the meeting, McElroy would be located in DNG Tavern with Trina, where it got back to the townspeople about McElroy's location, and the sheriff knew what they wanted to do. The sheriff would inform the people not to make a direct confrontation with McElroy and would leave in his police cruiser shortly after. The townspeople would move out of the hall and go directly into the tavern filling in the bar completely surrounding McElroy. Without a word, the crowd will follow McElroy outside, blocking his way out. McElroy entered his pickup with Trina after buying him some beer to take home. It is said that McElroy lit himself a cigarette, not starting the truck or anything. For only a moment, Trina states that she believed she could see a barrel of a rifle pointing at the back of the truck, aimed for them. Suddenly, on July 10, 1981, Ken Rex McElroy was shot several times, two bullets hitting him, killing him in his pickup. Trina would jump out of the truck with someone helping her from the crossfire. It is important to note that there were two different bullet shells found at the scene, meaning that two different guns were fired simultaneously at McElroy. It is said that out of possibly 46 witnesses, no one called an ambulance nor was anybody identified as the shooter. Trina would file a $5 million death lawsuit against the town but will only receive 17,600 of it, and the case was deemed unsolved. It was noted that, though extensive investigation had taken place, no charges were applied and no one was found guilty of the murder. One of the assailants Trina actually believed killed McElroy was Dale Clement, one of the owners of the DG Tavern. Police possibly looked into him, but there was never enough evidence nor any witnesses to help identify and convict anyone to the crime. Trina McLeod would eventually move back home to Lebanon and would remarry until she passed away on her birthday on January 24, 2012 due to cancer. This incident would inspire others to recreate the scene in the show of adaptation, No One Saw a Thing, and would be covered by Harry M. McLean's book In Broad Daylight which would later be turned into a movie adaptation written by William Hanley and directed by James Stephen Sadwick. Thank you so much for joining me today as we discuss who killed Ken Rex McElroy. Be sure to follow the Criminology and Criminal Justice Collective's Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at CCJCUMD. For any questions about today's podcast, please contact our president, Sarah Doctor, via email at S-A-R-A-D-O-K at U-M-I-C-H dot E-D-U. Stay tuned for the next episode as we discuss the soap maker of Correggio.